Country music. I love country music. Country music. Country music. The future of country music's looking good. I love it. Country confidential. I feel like, especially right now, there is like such a void, like just for that three-part harmony. You know, they have a lot of duos coming out in and out. And when you think trio and country, you hadn't had a like a powerhouse trio since like the Dixie Chicks. Country confidential. There's something about the camaraderie of a trio that has always stood out to me. Some are family and some are brought together by happenstance. Maybe it's the creativity that comes out of this bond, or maybe it's just the incredible music that they create that makes a trio feel like real country magic. All I know is that this magic is hard to find. Country music trios these days are few and far between. Personally, I love that they are able to bring their different perspectives together and give us all some incredible music that feels like it's pulled right from the roots of country music. I'm Bobby Dixon, a country music journalist based out of Chicago, and I'm on a mission to track down these trios and get all of the secrets and untold stories. This week, I got to talk to four of today's rising country trios about their process, their journey, and what it means to them to be a trio in country music today. I'm your host, Backstage Bobby, and this is Country Confidential, Life in a Trio. You may recognize our first trio from Country Confidential's first episode about artists with singing competition roots. Guys, if you haven't heard it yet, make sure you go and give it a listen. But Zach Beacon, Garrett Nichols, and Colton Pack make up Restless Road, and they got their start on The X Factor. They were the first to sign to Kane Brown's record label, 1021 Entertainment, earlier this year. Although it's easy to say that they're successful now, Life as a trio wasn't always the way for these guys. Zach, Garrett, and Colton definitely know a thing or two about working through adversity and working with different perspectives. They actually shared some really great insight with me about what it's like to be a trio. You know, I think what's cool about, I mean, any band, but especially our band, is that, you know, we all three grew up in different places. We all had different upbringings and, uh, we all have different musical influences and singing styles. So I think it's really cool that that we come together and, and uh, bring kind of a unique flavor, each one of us. Like Zach has a real deep voice. I have a pretty like high, like kind of uh, smoother voice. And then Colton's really like red dirt country boy kind of vibes. And, uh, you know, that's really cool how we can all step out and do um, kind of some solo singing through the group and also come together. And we actually like blend really cool as well. So I think for us, I think it's cool to be able to play off each other, like on stage and especially like with writing and stuff too, having those different perspectives always helps because, you know, I can bring something to the table that, they may not be able to, and they can also bring, you know, cooler ideas and be like, this might be a neat thing to say. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I never would have thought of that. That's pretty cool. So that's cool to me. Guys, I have to agree with Garrett. Three brains can definitely be better than one. I love how each of these guys brings something different and fun and just unique to the table. When I listen to their songs, I can really hear each individual voice shine through. But even though the end result is always beautiful, sharing the stage can be both the best and the hardest thing to do for a trio. It can sometimes be difficult finding who sings what, 
um, and and what parts. I mean, we we all have now done this for long enough, and I, I mean, even now, this iteration of the band's been back together for two years already, and it's we already we really know each other's voices really well. We know our weaknesses and our strong points, each one of us, and um, so. But it, it still boils down to that. I, I feel like it's just picking and being tasteful with who does what at what points and times. And uh, that can be always difficult. And um, sometimes you got to put egos aside. And, and, and that's one of those things that I feel like that we do, though, really well. Like any group effort, it can be hard and tumultuous. But through hardship comes strength. I love Restless Road's story of coming together and working through the tough times to get to where they are now. Coming off of the X Factor, that was in 2014. We went through different member changes. Colton uh, eventually left the band and got married, had kids, and we had you know a couple different people we tried out. And that's also when Garrett joined a couple years later. And so we went through a lot of different situations and had a lot of different teams around us. And I think for me, uh, I just think the lowest we got was when I'd say it was about 2018. At the end of 2018, uh, we just kind of decided to give it a break for a minute. And we kinda, that was the first time for me where I kind of had to think about maybe Restless Road, maybe Restless Road isn't uh, my purpose or my, you know, what I'm meant to do. Um, and that was the first time I had to kind of come to terms with that. And we, uh, at that time, we were all working, you know, I had two jobs at a bar and restaurant. Garrett had a couple jobs. Colton was uh, working construction um, and raising a family. And I think we all just kind of felt in our gut we had a big dream still and we still wanted to chase it. But I think at that point we were felt the farthest and most lost that we had, yeah. had ever been yeah. to that point. One of my personal favorite sayings is big dreams means big rewards. And after hearing Restless Road's story, I can confidently say that that's exactly what happened to the guys of Restless Road. That was when Kane, our, was our, what do you call it? Super. Guardian yeah. Angel Super came nice. out. And, uh, our Guardian Angel. <laughs> guardian Angel. <laughs> um, so when Kane called uh, uh, Colton and when we all started talking again, that was when we were at our low. We were truly, we felt like we'd been yeah. through it um, and just nothing would budge. So, you know, I think for me too, I would say, I think we all felt this way, but it was just such a shock because like, I mean, me personally, I know we all did. You guys on the X Factor, like y'all were like just out of high school doing that. And like when I joined the band, I was like just finishing high school. So for me, I had done that and all of us had done that, you know, in our very developmental kind of years all the way up to that point. So it was a real shock, kind of an identity crisis to be like I really thought we were going to be doing this and then one day you kind of have to sit down and be like like he said maybe it's not you know the thing like what do I do now because you feel like you put so much work into something and so much time and energy for it to just you know you think you're up here and then you get like knocked down to square one get a humble a little bit and you go wow like what do I do you know that's that's a shocking thing for sure and there's two sides of it because I don't think Colton regrets uh, taking time away from the band and starting a family, but at the same That's time, a great point. Yeah. I, I think, I think listening to your gut individually, because there's a whole lot more to life than just what you do for work or what your dream job is. Um, so just listening to your gut and where you are. As expected, these guys had some great words of wisdom for any aspiring trios out there or just any aspiring country artists in general. I really do believe it's about staying in the game. 
if you just have to show up because you never know when Kane Brown's going to call you. You never know when. Yeah. Maybe never. You, know, <laughs> you never know when you're going to get beat on the. Yeah. <laughs> you never know when no. Kane Brown's going to yeah. call you. But I do feel like that that's such a good point because I remember I remember coming out of 2014, coming off the show, and that was up until that point, that was the hardest decision that I'd ever had to make, period. Like, I mean, I felt like we had this momentum, we had all this stuff going, and I had to make that decision for myself to leave the group. And then who knew that in 2019 that I would be the reason to bring the group back together. To me, I've said it a gazillion times, it was, I, to me it was a God thing because there was, no, there was no other way that all this stuff – I mean, we could go on and tell you stories and stories about how all these things are intermingled. Like the people that we're working with today – we've known or some person's known or they've been a part of somebody's life and in some way. And it's so all of it, it's so weird how all of us are so intermingled and it really is. We've said it a, a bunch in a lot of different things, but it's a full circle kind of moment to get to work with Kane and to get to work with the team of people that we do every day. And so it's, it's pretty awesome. A good team can be hard to come by. I'm just so glad that these guys found each other and can give us some awesome music and awesome performances. Even though I'm grateful for that, I was curious to know what each of these guys were grateful for, especially when it comes down to each other. Zach 100% is the secret weapon, the secret sauce to our group because there is, I've never, I mean, even when we were on the X Factor all the way up till today, watching him on stage, the moment he opens his mouth and having that deep face, it's just like, make people go insane over it. And so to me, that's one thing that makes us super unique is to have that because, I mean, think of all the groups in the past 10, 15 years in country music. I mean, truthfully, all the way since back to the Oak Ridge Boys is about the only time since that, like that bass was there. And it's just been something that's been missing, I feel like, in country music for a really long time. So I think that Zach is some secret sauce in the group. Um, I think uh, I think Garrett adds a lot. Uh, I call him the wild card. Yes. Uh, Garrett is just so much fun and a, a ball of energy and just like can go into any a small group of people, a big group of people, and he can make everybody laugh and have fun and just bring the energy. And uh, it's something that I'm not good at. Sometimes I'm more chill. So he's the, the energizer of the other group. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you do me. Well, I guess, I mean, I love Colton because – they don't have anything for oh yeah i don't know i was like you didn't do me either so i wasn't gonna do you no i'm kidding <laughs> no you know what i i love colton because he really has a great perspective i always i really well both of you guys i think really what i'm impressed with a lot with both of these guys is how you know just ideas that they have because zach's great at ideas but i think colton always um he always just they know what to what to do and sometimes i don't know what to do <laughs> and i really do rely on them a lot i would say for in these conversations that we have and moves yeah. we make and content -wise. outfits that he wears yeah no I, I really do depend on these two guys to like the for advice and things and i think that that for me is really cool just because these two guys are older than me. I'm the youngest one in this group. So I really do kind of look at these guys like my older brothers. Like I, I depend on them for a lot of things. Wow, man. That's yeah. sweet. 
Speaking of family, it runs deep in our next trio. Danica Hart, Devin Hart, and Tree Swindle are from Poplarville, Mississippi, and they make up Chapel Hart. If you haven't guessed it already, Danica and Devin are sisters, and Tree is their cousin. Fun fact, they actually used to perform cover songs on the streets of New Orleans. And if they sound familiar, it's probably because you saw them as a part of CMT's Next Women in Country 2021 earlier this year. These women are incredible vocalists and are definitely a trio on the rise. And guys, I am so excited to share their story with you. I feel like, especially right now, there is like such a void, like just for that three-part harmony. You know, they have a lot of duos coming out in and out. And when you think trio and country, you hadn't had a like a powerhouse trio since like the Dixie Chicks. But and but even with like duos and especially coming from a musical family, when you hear two people sing, it's like when you add that third harmony, it's like this, it's like the cherry on top, and you don't get that with 90% of the music that's out now. So it's, you know, I think the harmonies definitely shape people and give them a pause. I can definitely attest to the magic of adding a third voice to that country sound. It really brings the music to the next level. Chapel Heart member Danica also had an interesting perspective on country trios that I had never thought about. I think that and when there's a trio or there's a group, I think that it's a lot easier for people to say, okay, she reminds me of me, or she reminds me of me, or she, re and it's not just like one single artist, and you got to kind of try to like, think, you know, I think that she's, or she or he is so cool, but, you know, it's kind of like, I wouldn't do this, or I wouldn't say this, but when, usually when there's at least three people, then, you know, you kind of cover an entire spectrum of, you know, personalities and you know it's I think it's a little easier for people to find themselves in your group like to find themselves as a fourth member of Chapel Heart and they're like because I'm like so yeah trios are life being able to find yourself within a group is really a powerful thing. I know for me, I connected with the Dixie Chicks at such a young age that I felt like I was the honorary fourth member. But knowing that Chapel Heart is family, I was interested in knowing what the hardest part of being a part of a trio was for them. Ooh, I don't know if you've ever worked with family before, but things get a little bit tricky sometimes. And it's like you have to find that balance of business and then family, because there's a lot of situations that we've had to cross where it's like, OK, I'm coming to you as a business partner rather than a sister or as a cousin. And there are some times that we want to literally strangle each other, but we don't. And we're like, I'm strangling you as a business partner. I'm strangling as a sister, not as a business partner. So right. Right exactly. The, the plus a lot of times the trio is all the personalities, but also the downside is all the personalities. I love how the ladies of Chapel Heart really let their personalities shine through in their music. My dad always told me that nothing worth doing is easy. It takes not only teamwork, but it takes hard work. So I was interested in knowing how Chapel Heart used the power of family to work through the low times. One of the lowest points is I think when we first kind of were um, pushed out to CMT um, on like Facebook and Twitter and all that. And it was the first time that we had an opinions beer. of people from all over the world. And that, you know, it was the first time that people weren't like, oh my God, we love these ladies. We weren't, it was like, what is this? Who are they? Get 
get those people out of our music, you know, and it was like, like, and even on, even on, it was so between, you know, and it was like YouTube, but like once we kind of started reaching bigger parts of the nation and the world, um, you know, it got real. And it was the first time we were like, man, like, and, and, and it was almost kind of like an innocence. It was just like, why do people care? Like, why do people care what we look like? If the music is amazing, you know, we're here to give you good music. Doesn't matter what the package is wrapped in, just take it. And so that was, I think, one of our first big, like, lows and experiences. But I think, though, I'm super grateful that, like, we were all kind of like, it was like a kind of wait. And then we were all just kind of, we were able to turn back and laugh at it and realize that, you know, some people, some people just, they don't know and not until you know you tell them or and some people just don't care you know what I mean like and that's okay and I, and I think that we've got to learn to have that space to where it's like if people don't like it that's okay that's their opinion if the people are racist that's okay they can be racist you know what I mean like but and so and once we started to do that and kind of really see how that like how to how to deal with that it was a complete game changer I love the perspective that Chapel Heart has on their career. I think it's really inspiring how positive they stay as a trio, even though they've faced a lot of adversity. But sometimes with a low, a high follows. Our lowest point actually kind of became one of our biggest like teaching moments Mm -hmm. in our career as well. And it's like the lessons that we've taken from each time that CMT has posted us and we've got the negative feedback, we've been able to take those things and just somehow make it into something positive. And I think that has been the biggest help of it all, honestly, and just having each other to laugh about it. with. (laughs) I love that Chapel Heart can really lean on each other and even laugh at some of those naysayers. But Chapel Heart member Tree had some of the best insight on how to deal with those haters. Even after the negative comments start to roll in, the biggest naysayers wind up being some of our biggest advocates. And and it's weird because like whenever you see us at a show, especially if we go somewhere we've never, we've never been before, you get that brief, you know, that brief apprehension, the people looking like, okay, what is this about to be? And like, you can just see the like, the pre like disappointment before we even start but with it being a live show <laughs> yes pre disappointment but like a song or two in everybody's hanging out having fun together but it's different especially like on that social platform when people are just you know well I don't think I like this this ain't country they don't look country this can't be but then you know it'll be another fan or someone else who randomly discovered us like actually just take a listen to it and then right. it'll be those same people who come back and say you know what I was wrong I'm a fan or I didn't even like country music, but I love it now. And like, that's, it's probably one of my favorite parts of it. Just watching those Chapel Heart converts just slowly roll in. It's clear to me that being a country music trio for Chapel Heart is just as much about delivering great music as it is standing by your family. Next, I got to talk to a trio originally from the West Coast. Maddie and Emma Salute and Dawson Anderson are California-grown and make up the trio Temecula Road. As you guessed it, they're from Temecula. Maddie and Emma are sisters and cross paths with Dawson in vocal school. And guys, the rest is history. I sat down with Temecula Road a few weeks after their new single, Everything I Love, dropped. But I wanted to dive right in and ask them 
what they loved most about being a trio. You know, we're able to be, uh, I mean, they're sisters, so they really, they literally are family, but just um, being able to work together every single day like when we're on the road, when we're traveling, you know, we're never alone. We can always rely on each other. Um, that's probably one of my favorite things. And um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody brings something unique to the table. So yeah. just having that combined uh, sets you apart from other people. And like you said, oh, there yeah. aren't tons and tons of other acts out there that are trios. So yeah, I would say the same thing. Just having, you know, three individuals bring our own thing to the table is really cool. It's like a combination of, you know, all of our favorite things. So it's really fun. Temecula Road's journey has been full of many twists and turns, but I was interested to know what a high point for each of them has been so far. Oh boy, we've had so many yeah, and cool. I'm so happy to be able to say that. But yeah. for me, I would say probably our Grand Ole Opry debut. And playing stagecoach because we're mm -hmm. from Temecula. So I would say stagecoach and Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. For me, it would be playing on The Bachelor because I've like grown up watching the show. So that was like insane. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Even if we didn't grow up watching the show, like that's still like crazy. Yeah. So that was probably mine. And I'd say, I'd say both of those things, all three of those things. Um, Opry was super cool. It's such a rite of passage in this industry mm -hmm. to be able to play there. So it was, it was such an honor. And we got to debut at the Ryman too. Yeah. So it's like Opry at the Ryman because the last two months of the year, they do it at the Ryman. So really, really cool. It sounds like Temecula Road is super grateful for everything that life as a trio has brought them. But as many know in this industry, with many yeses come even more no's. I wanted to ask Temecula Road about a time that they really had to band together as a trio to get through some of those no's. So over the years, we've definitely known that country music was um, where our heart was, but um, we did go through a phase in 2019 where we were trying to figure out um, what country sound we wanted to go for. And when we first started out, we were definitely going more down the middle pop country. And we loved that, that was fun. Um, but it was kind of just a breaking point. We just decided like, okay, we grew up listening to like Lady Antebellum and even older stuff like, you know, the Dixie Chicks mm -hmm. and Garth Brooks and Brooks and Dunn and stuff like that. So we just wanted to break it down a little bit more and make it more country, but it took a while to figure that out. So, yeah. and I, I think it's really cool. You said band together too, because mm -hmm. that's, that's exactly what you have to do in order to kind of get through something. And we actually went through a phase as well, 2018, where we weren't writing the music. We were writing, but not for the band. It was just kind of writing to write. Um, and we decided, you know, we really, instead of just kind of having songs like spoon fed mm -hmm. to us, we really wanted to try to write our own music. And it uh, doesn't mean we won't cut outside songs, just right. we really wanted to be a part of writing for the band as well. And, um, you know, we had to come together to kind of, uh, I guess, start that charge. Um, and like really like push for that. So that was another big thing when we had to like, that was the first time we ever had to really come together to fight for something that we Definitely. believed in as a whole. Yeah. As the old adage says, two heads are better than one. But what about three? I had to ask Dawson, Maddie, and Emma, who were some of their early musical influences that helped define who Temecula Road is? So we definitely are harmony focused. So Lady Antebellum, Dan and Shay, Little Big Town, those are really big influences for us. And then we have our own like personal ones. Like for me, Carrie Underwood has like oh, yeah. always been my girl. She's the reason I wanted to be a singer in the first place. So I always want to try and bring that 
into the group. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse I, vocals. Mm-hmm. I'm a big John Mayer fan, and mm-hmm. I, he was the reason why I started playing guitar, so he's my intro to music. Um, and so I'm always trying to think like him when I'm playing and when I'm writing too sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what about you? We grew up listening to Reba and Martina McBride, and like she said, Carrie Underwood and Sarah Evans, and you know, all of those just like, you know, country, country, country artists. So, um, but also I grew up listening to like the Eagles and stuff like that. And um, I love Fleetwood Mac. And um, so, yeah, we just kind of love everything. And we love pop too. We love, yeah. you know, like you said, John Mayer and yeah. Charlie Puth. And um, yeah, we just love everything. We also chatted a little bit about how having people to fall back on makes your music better. Kind of cheesy, but it's true. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So all that kind of stuff is just motivation for us. And like, we're constantly, we're, I mean, we're each other's biggest fans, you know, like we are constantly trying to uh, push each other to be the best versions of ourselves and inspire each other. And it's just every day being able to like wake up and, and write with these guys or like make music and arrange harmonies. That's like, that's literally what is the, is the coolest thing ever when we're like sitting down and figuring out the harmony blend. And so it makes us us, but having each other is such a huge thing. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you all the time, like, I don't know, can't imagine what it'd be like being a solo artist taking all those hits on your own you know and um i mean obviously people do it and but it's just it's really nice to have each other it is i mean we're at the end of the day just sisters and best friends so i mean i just don't know what i would do without them and you know we do go through patches where there's miscommunication or you know like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mad at Dawson, but he doesn't know I'm mad at him or, you know, like, <laughs> we go through that. Everybody goes through yeah, that. Yeah. And we've known each other for almost more than half of our lives. So it's like, you know, that's bound to happen. So yeah. I think the key um, for us that we figured out is communication. So that's really helped us, you know, remain as close as possible 100%. and just, you know, make sure we're always on the same page. And we're family. So it's like, you know, we could be mad at each other, but at the end of the day, it's like, gosh, I hate you right now, but I still love you. Like, yeah. you know what? Like, I'm not going to not love you. Because these guys spend so much time together, they're bound to know each other pretty well. But I wanted to know specifically what it was about each one of them that they were grateful for. Here's what Dawson, Maddie, and Emma had to say about their partners in country music. Yeah. Are like the harmony queen. Absolutely. So she like handles all of that for us and like helps us figure out what harmony to do because we like are not as good. Not as I couldn't even sing a harmony when we first started this band. So I mean, uh, just being able to train with her and, and work, she's shown me so much. And like, I always, when I'm doing stuff, if, if she's not there and I'm arranging something, um, I always think like, what would she do? Aww. Like, I literally put her in my mind, like, what, like, how, how would you go about that and I'm stuff? So WWED. Absolutely. So, so 100% Emma's the harmony queen. Maddie has an incredible voice. The both of them do, but she's incredible. It's such a great tone in her upper register. Yeah, so much power. Powers through stuff. I mean, this is probably from all the damn Karen Underwood she was singing when she was younger, but that's what I'd say for you. Thank you. And for you, you're an amazing singer. You, you seriously have. I mean, you are always good, but you've gotten so much better. Thank you. And your guitar playing is incredible. Appreciate it. I mean, it. we wouldn't be here without your oh. guitar playing. So I still don't know how to play guitar, <laughs> so. Even after working together for a while, Temecula Road shows no signs of slowing down. The trio actually just signed with Warner last year, and they're so excited to share with you guys what's next from them. We've been writing like crazy every we, mm-hmm. since every since January of 2020. We've been writing almost every single day, um, just 
navigating our, our, our music path and where we want to take things. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're signing with Warner has been awesome and there's a plan to go to radio pretty soon, which is really, really cool and cut more music. So lots of that coming. Last but not least, we've got siblings, Jenna, KK, and Benjamin, who make up the trio Track 45. Like Chapel Heart, these artists are also from Mississippi. The three actually grew up in Meridian. As siblings, they've always been there for each other. But I wondered if music was something that has always been there for them. Our story is a little bit different because we didn't really have that moment where we met in college or we saw each other on the street and said, let's start a band. We uh, you <laughs> saw know, each other on the street. Yeah, we, we've known each other for a while. So since we were born, we're brother and sisters. So um, it really came about really naturally because we grew up in a household that loved music, not professionally or anything, just loved music. Our granddad loved, uh, you know, music. He he directed, directed our church, our church choir. choir. Our yeah. grandma taught us how to play piano. And our mom really, you know, fostered a love of music in us as well. So we just grew up singing around the house and we started playing different instruments. And our mom said, you know, if you want to play a different instrument, you can save up and buy it yourself. So we did that. And then we kind of we each bought our own instruments. And then instruments. as we started learning different instruments, yeah. we started wanting to kind of play them together in different combos. And yeah. that was just real organic. I think we, yeah. that's how we got started. And our first gig was that we, our first, most of our first gigs were all at nursing homes <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Yeah. We played we, the nursing home circuit. Yeah. We yeah. learned, uh, we learned Jambalaya and the first song we learned. that was the song. And we just go play Jambalaya at all these nursing homes. So yeah, I think we knew like two chords maybe yeah. at that yeah. point. I think but you knew three. And we're figuring two. out harmony and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it really just came from us being best friends and loving music and wanting to do it together. Yeah. We played Dollywood, which is our first big gig. And that was when we found out that this is what we want to do with our lives. It's no secret that Track 45 is a unique name. And if you're like me, you're probably wondering how they settled on the name. Our hometown in Mississippi, Meridian, is a railroad town. So that's where the track comes from. And then the 45 is from Highway 45 South and that runs through our hometown. And we just have a lot of good memories growing up off of 45 South. I've always thought of siblings as family and people that you can always count on. I wanted to hear the stories of when KK, Benjamin, and Jenna had to lean on each other for support through any tough times they may have had. You know, uh, been through it all together. in order to succeed, <laughs> you really have to fail a bunch of times. And I think that's true in any industry, but especially in music. Um, so, yeah, there's been many, many different heartbreaks. I mean, we moved to Nashville when KK was 15. So that's been, you know, eight years ago now or whatever. And so. I mean, when we moved here, we didn't know anyone and had no clue about the music business. All we knew is that we wanted to try to make a career in this crazy business. And so we've gotten so, I mean, we could count rejections forever. And then, you know, you have to have a lot of resilience and it's a lot easier to have resilience when we have Together. each other to lean on and we can kind of pick yeah. each other up and, you know, oh, yeah. encourage us to keep makes, going. Yeah. It makes the hard days a little easier and yeah. you to celebrate together to do on the good days. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, but we all three lived together, just the three of us in a little apartment too. Yeah. So the first, you know, that was yeah. a bonding experience too, living together on our own and yeah. um, just forging, <laughs> forging ahead. Yeah. We always look back and think, you know, there were just enough winds to keep us afloat until we were, you know, getting somewhere. And it, it didn't make us realize that how many failures we were having along the way that just kept us afloat until we looked back and we're like, ah, yeah, just okay. trying to think about the wind. things got better. You know, things got better. <laughs> little known fact about Track Forty Five. But did you guys know that individually they're also accomplished songwriters? I mean, mind blown. They each have written cuts for Hardy, Lee Bryce, Dirk Bentley, and Lauren Elena, just to name a few. 
But guys, I had to ask how they felt that being siblings gives them a leg up when it comes to songwriting. It's definitely probably more chaotic than other people because we talk <laughs> yeah. over each other. We have our own like, language, sort of. Yeah, we'll just like Don't pick up each other's sentences. sentences. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I think we have a lot of just like subtextual communication where we can just like look at each other and know where we're coming from. Yeah. And also we try to write, you know, country music is all about real stories and real life. And so... We obviously have a lot of common life together <laughs> that we can draw upon. And so we can all kind of tell the same stories and it'd be true for all three of us, which maybe isn't as true for some of the people. I don't know, but. Um, don't and know. it's a very honest environment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> which is, a, oh, that's a good thing. You know, yeah. we can be open and honest with each other and direct. And that's it. It probably takes some people off guard though. If they don't know we're related. They're like, what in the world? These people take each other's punches like yeah. nobody's business yeah. because we're very just direct with each other. We're not worried about hurting yeah, people. Yeah, we don't hurt feelings at this point. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Something about being a trio in country music really is just magical. I know how I feel when I listen to a trio sing. Those perfect harmonies, mm, they get me every single time. So I was curious to see if the members of Track 45 felt the same. Yeah, I think at the obvious level, I mean, there's three-part harmony, um, you know, which is really kind of, there hasn't been a ton of, you know, in a, harmony, in, a, yeah. in a while. And so um, that's something that we've always loved growing up. I know you said you love Dixie Chicks and we were huge obviously Dixie Chicks fans and yeah and even bringing in the family element of having you know we've been singing three-part harmony together yeah. our whole life so it was like um it's tiny. a big part of our sound and also our camaraderie I think is mm -hmm. we all play we all play our own instruments too KK plays fiddle and little known fact Benjamin plays cello <laughs> I mean I don't, I don't know if that <laughs> doesn't really apply in this but yeah yeah, we, yeah but I mean yeah. I think that's what you were just about to say KK was the camaraderie you know um, having each other and singing, you know, from a perspective that maybe you can't as a solo artist. As any music fan and artist knows, a lot of hard work goes into being an artist or a musician. That hard work comes with a lot of proud moments. So I was interested to know what Track 45's proudest moment as a trio has been so far. Uh, I would say, I think I can say for all of us signing our record deal, yeah. that was a big goal for us. We had when we moved to Nashville, um, and, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into the career after you sign the record deal. It's not really the final step. It's just a, it's a another step. step, but it's a big step. And for us, it was a really proud moment that represented a lot of really, really hard work, years and years and years of hard work. So that was yeah. a big one. I, I mean, I think, yeah, like you said, that's that's all of ours, because there's so much that, you know, you, you have to have this belief in yourself, this blind belief that you're going to sign a record deal and you're going to do all these things. But even even then when it happened, it's still kind of surreal. You're like, oh. It, it really did happen and we really did make it and we made this huge step. So I would definitely say same answer for me. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though Track 45 just released their most recent EP, Big Dreams, in February of this year, I had a feeling that the talented siblings had more in store for us here in 2021. We have some really exciting stuff on the near horizon. Um, we have probably the biggest song we've ever written is um, coming out this fall. And so you can stay on the lookout for that. And if you follow us on our socials, it's all track 45 at track 45. I think every single social. <laughs> made it easy. Yeah. Yeah. We just made it easy, I guess. Uh, and so, yeah, if you follow us there, you can keep up to date. I loved getting the inside scoop from each of these groups to see what makes them a successful trio. 
we've seen trios like The Chicks, Lady A, and Rascal Flats skyrocket to the top of the charts and build a legacy in Nashville along the way. They make it look so easy. But guys, after talking with Restless Road, Chapel Heart, Temecula Road, and Track 45, we know that being a trio is much more than just being three talented people hanging out together. I learned that you have to find a good vocal balance to have those beautiful harmonies we all have learned to love. But you know what, guys? Trios also bring a unique perspective to country music, not only as a band, but as individuals. They have to have a clear consensus on what they want their music to be, which I know can be difficult with different personalities. I learned that everyone needs to have a good personal relationship, not only to make great music, but just to succeed overall. I saw that with families like Track 45, Temecula Road, and Chapel Heart, sometimes these relationships can be hard to balance, but with good communication, it always will move you forward. But the most important thing I learned was that trios, guys, they're not going anywhere. I'm sure more will emerge with time, but we're lucky just to see the growing success of the four trios we had today. Once again, my name is Bobby Dixon and I run Backstage Bobby, a country music news outlet that highlights my home city of Chicago and all of the country music that lives here. Follow me on Instagram at Backstage Bobby and be sure to subscribe to the Country Confidential podcast to hear more insider info directly from your favorite country music artists. Country Confidential. The All Country News Country Confidential podcast is produced by me, Ashley Kim. I also executive produce alongside my team at Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you love this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. And a huge shout out to our friends from Restless Road who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. Check out their latest release, Bar Friends, available now on all streaming platforms. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club and subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter. Check out a new episode of Country Confidential every month right here. All Country News.